Hey guys, welcome back to the Chatterseed Podcast. This is a father-daughter podcast where me, Ryan, and my dad review movies. So, we've been watching a bunch of movies on my dad's old honors college movie list, whatever thing. And we've watched seven, so that's seven weeks, almost two months of movies. Go us. But... For me, they have been kind of boring, so we decided <laughs> that <laughs> we should take a little break and do some a movie that I like, and we'll probably do that every six or yeah, three or whatever, every once in a while, but it was really good that we did it now because we have uh, like five coming up that are all... Um, yeah, they may not be your speed. You may not yes. really love these movies. They're classics, uh, but and we have some ones I think you will find really entertaining after up. these five boring yeah. whatever ones. <laughs> so, yes. Also, just people need to keep in mind, I am a young teenage girl who is very into, like, drama or romance. So, this is not to offend any movie makers or anything. <laughs> just putting that out there. Okay, anyway, so, for our little break today, we watched... Uh, a couple classics. We will. My favorite Disney princess, and has been since I was little, is Cinderella. And so I wanted to watch the classic Cinderella movie and then the live action Cinderella movie, and thought it'd be fun to like kind of compare them and just you know see like the differences in them that I liked or didn't like. And yeah, because it's one of my favorites. So first, of course, we watched the classic, and it was just like a wave of nostalgia because I grew up watching Disney movies, and I still watch Disney movies because I'm still growing up, and Cinderella was my favorite and my mom's favorite Disney princess, and I was Cinderella for like a bunch of Halloweens. <laughs> um, the classic one, definitely, I, I just, I love both the classic and the new one. The classic is just like... It's, like, it's the original, and it just gives you that sense of, like, home and stuff. And I feel like Disney has just, like, really evolved over the years. And so it was nice to kind of go back to that, like, nice Disney classic. And, like, it's just, like, one of the most well-known stories, like, ever. Like, one of, like, when I say original, I don't just mean, like, oh, it's an original movie. Like, it's one of the originals. And, I don't know, I really liked it. And I haven't seen the classic in a really long time and so it was nice to finally watch it again and I should watch it more because I love it (laughs) yeah I think Walt Disney so Eileen Woods who was the voice actress who played Cinderella in the 1950s movie uh, in the animated movie said that Walt Disney told her Cinderella was his favorite of the princess stories they'd done as well because of its rags to riches element and this was a rags to riches success story for the studio itself the thing that i noticed very first that i had never noticed before when it came on was the credits the opening of the movie said it was distributed by rko pictures everybody now thinks of walt disney company as a distributor of movies but back in the in the day in the beginning they were just a production company making movies that another company distributed And now they distribute their own because of this movie. At the time that this movie was made, they'd had a string of box office flops. 
and uh, movies that are now classics and have gone on to make a lot of m money mm -hmm. afterward. But during World War II, they didn't have access to European film markets, and they lost a bunch of money. So they were like $4 million in debt when this movie was made and on the verge of bankruptcy. And this movie was a runaway success and enabled them to right the ship financially and actually start their own distribution business and control their destiny after that. I never would have noticed or known that. <laughs> I pay attention to the story. <laughs> this is this is why you're here, because you have all the fun facts and all the technical stuff. Well, I'll tell you one more. So one more fun fact about this. It was nominated for three Oscars, I think for sound, for score, and best original song. And which, wait, which one was the original song? The Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Oh yes. I think is the I one love that. that. But on this soundtrack, they did something which was uh, sort of trailblazing technology. They cut different tracks of Eileen Woods singing and uh, laid them against each other so that she could sing harmony with herself. It was like the first time somebody had done that. Mm. And Now everyone does now that. Now everyone does that. And Walt Disney was like, I was paying three different performers to sing before. Why was I doing that? I only have to pay one. And <laughs> cut the three different parts against each other. But it sounded really amazing. And the soundtrack, I mean, the movie is such a classic. It still holds up, you know, oh, 70 yes. years later. It's still amazing. It's still like still one of the best out there. I love the soundtrack. I just love the story of Cinderella. I think it's just really beautiful. And it's like the fact that like this girl under all these circumstances under like after all of the things that the world has thrown against her she is still this kind and like loving person but what i really liked was how it like showed that like i feel like sometimes girls get the idea that like the disney princesses or whatever or like barbie dolls and stuff are like they're all perfect and they don't really have any flaws or they never really get all that upset or anything and they're just like perfect and forgiving but like cinderella like you could clearly see her annoyance with her stepmother and her stepsisters and the cat and like she would talk back even though it wasn't necessarily to their faces it was as she was like she was mumbling as she was walking out the door and i just like appreciate that <laughs> it's also a nice counterbalance to all of the very somber movies we've watched. So many oh movies that we watched. I think probably six out of the seven we watched so far are talking about people sort of living in poverty or they're talking about class struggle. And this is but like Cinderella escapist. <laughs> yeah. Takes it and twists it. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's so much more optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the live action one. I just. I feel like sometimes live action of a cartoon is hard to do because of all the like fun, cool things that are done in cartoons, but the live action Cinderella was really just amazing and I kind of liked the picture of it even more than the classic Cinderella maybe because, you know, there was more like color and vibrancy and there was different textures and stuff and like, I mean, come on, sparkles, like every time sparkles are the way to go. And I just, it was really cool. I really like the live action one too because we see more of the prince, Prince Charming, Kit. And I like that because in the classic movie, it's really just him and his like few lines are just like, who are you or don't go. And it's like we get to learn a little bit more about the prince. Yeah, this was the first time I had seen this and I loved it. I didn't. It's amazing. My expectations were so much lower for a live adaptation, live action adaptation of an animated classic. 
but the cast was fantastic. It was amazing. From the get-go, they had... Um, oh, rats. What's her name? The, the actress that played um, her mother was the same actress that pe played Peggy Carter uh, in Captain America. That's Captain America's love interest, Haley Atwell. And she also, it was the same actress? <laughs> yes, and the what? same one that played um, Christopher Robin's mother in uh, Christopher Robin. And you don't... I, I looked like her. I thought it was her, but she was blonde. She looked a little different. Uh, this right. one, but, but she's a... Gr I really like her. She's a great actress. And then they had um, Kate Blanchett, who I think is one of the greatest actresses. She's so amazing and versatile and just... I, I love her. Lily James, who played Cinderella. She's amazing. She's amazing. She was in Mamma Mia, had a star turn there that was mm -hmm. really good. You had Helena Bonham Carter, who is just amazing, like the <laughs> most amazing actress. And then you had Stellan Skarsgård, who was the Grand Duke, who's a great actor. And you had Derek Jacoby, who is the king. And I, you know what I was thinking of when we were watching this, was that um, he played the king in Hamlet. Uh, when Kenneth Branagh played Hamlet, uh, he, he, this guy, this actor played his father. And here he was cast as a king again. Well, the end credits roll, and it turns out this movie was directed by Kenneth Branagh. No wonder he cast <laughs> it as a king. And I love Kenneth Branagh. I, I love his work, and it was really fun to see this. This is his highest grossing movie ever, I think. It did more than half a billion dollars box office. It was a huge success for the studio. And it was so charming. The wardrobe was fantastic. The special it was, effects were amazing. I love the wardrobe. Okay, wardrobes really catch my eye. And this was definitely one of the best ones. Yeah, what did you ever. like about the, the wardrobe for this? I love the dresses. I love, like, the fancy ball gown stuff. And, like, the, like how everyone dresses nice and, like, in dresses or whatever. And, like... I just kind of, like, I like vintage style, like, everyone dressing nice and not necessarily in, like, sweats and leggings all the time. Like, I like the dressing nice and stuff, and I feel like sometimes I want to do that now, but I feel like if I do, it'll be weird because no one else is, and I'll be like, well, every, like, the times that I've tried, everyone has asked me at school, they're like, oh, why are you dressed so nice? And I'm like, just because. <laughs> and I miss it, but I love the costumes. Like, I... I've always wanted to have like a party where you just dress up in like pretty ball gowns, like prom, but like it doesn't have to be prom, like it's just a party. I don't know. I like it. It's pretty. Some of the details were so good, like the way the costumes sort of fit the characters when those lizards were turned into footmen. Oh my goodness, it was their, so their costumes good. were so good, even to the the gloves. He has the glove. Oh, we didn't warn people about spoilers. <laughs> well, if they don't know the story of Cinderella yet, then they um, need to be educated, and so we are educating them. So this movie actually was nominated for an Academy Award for. Uh, best costume. It design. should have won. It should have won, but it's understandable why it didn't. The winner that year was uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which the costumes for that were so imaginative and so original. It's you can understand why they yes. won, but this this was so good. The costumes were just so good in this movie. Yes. You know what other one one other thing I liked about this movie so much was that it had a a really clear theme. A really clear message that I thought it made really well. Have and courage it was, and be kind. Have courage, and it was a very good message. Yes. It's a great message, and it's 
told well. That was our theme. I go to a sleepaway camp every summer with my church um, girls group, and our theme a couple years ago was have courage and be kind. And at the end of the week, um, every year we watch a movie that goes along with that theme, and we watched this movie. And I just I love the theme, and I I just I love that Cinderella is such a good role model. Like she's just a good role model, not only because she's like dealing with all these hard things but again like I said how like it shows that it's okay to get annoyed at things but also we need to like focus on the positive and I feel like sometimes I can relate to both Cinderella but also the stepsisters or stepmother I have my mood swings and stuff and I have my moments but I don't know I love Cinderella so I've me, said that like a million times but well, let me ask you this one criticism that people make of Cinderella and sort of princess uh, culture generally in, in popular media is the idea that um, you create these expectations in little girls watching these movies that their principal job is like to be pretty and charming and then wait for some prince to come rescue them and sweep them off their feet and they'll be happily ever after they're going to marry a prince and all their problems go away and so you create this culture of entitlement where people are expecting to be treated like a princess and they're waiting for someone else to solve their problems. What would you say, how would you respond to, to somebody who makes that sort of criticism? I mean, I get why they would think that and I get where that's coming from. And like, yes, I too have had my moments where I wish that a prince would just come sweep me off my feet <laughs> and take me away <laughs> from my problems and stuff. But I mean, everyone is. But I've never really looked at it that, like, in that such such a negative perspective. Like, I've never thought that. And I don't think that's the point of that. I think, I don't know. I don't know how I'd really respond to that. Because I get where that's coming from. But I mean, the like... A movie that I can think of that's not necessarily like that is Princess and the Frog. Tiana works hard her whole entire life, and yes, N Prince Naveen comes along and like, you know, they go through all this stuff together, but she was going to work hard to open her restaurant no matter what. She was fighting and she works hard, and I feel like maybe it, like if people were thinking of that criticism when they made that was to show that like that's not how it is, like... I don't know. Yeah, you're, I think you're right. That was that movie is a little newer than this one, and the culture has changed a little bit, and this criticism mm -hmm. has emerged. And I think that that element of that story probably was in response to that criticism. Yeah. But also, I feel like they don't. The people that are thinking like that, they don't. I don't, I don't think they recognize that. Like, say in like Cinderella's case, like yes, she gets swept off her feet by a prince and saved and stuff. But I feel like they don't realize that while she's in her difficult situation that she doesn't necessarily just stand by and take it the whole time like she stands up for herself and she still is like maybe even if she doesn't like isn't mean back or doesn't talk back like she tells herself when she's all by herself and like just in her room or whatever like she does tell herself that like you know focus on the positive like look at what's good and have your good memories and like just have courage and be kind and she has faith in herself even before she met Prince Kit. Yeah, I like that element, and that element comes through in both the animated and the live-action versions, especially in the live-action, where it shows her in a difficult situation, facing adversity. 
that does not mean that she has to become a bitter person. Exactly. She still loves the blessings that she has, and she still loves herself. And I think that's a really good message, because obviously, like, I don't mean love yourself as in, like, your vein or whatever, but, like, it is important to have that self-love and to know that you are valued no matter what the people around you are saying or if they're putting you down. Like, you have value, and you are worth everything and every happiness and like you just need to be able to love yourself and Cinderella like she has her moments where she's upset and stuff but that's okay all of us do but she still loves herself and she still tries to be happy and like works hard and stuff and I don't know I just think that's a really good message to like give to people yes I think so too and I liked in the live action movie there was this line that the like the most brave you'll be thing you'll do, or the great, most courageous thing you'll do, is to let other people see you, yes. and to be known. Oh, is to let other people. Yeah, yeah. That line where it says, "It's when she is thinking about when the prince, like thinking about the prince, and then how she's simply just a servant girl, and it's like the bravest thing you can do is be yourself." And I honestly think that is so true. Like especially today, like I just noticed, like around like myself or like my peers, like. People are so caught up in trying to fit in and be with all the trends and, like, to be that person that society's expecting them to be or the, their friends are, just like, expecting them to be. And I, I too, have, like, had those moments where I just, I just want to fit in and stuff. But I find that I have, I found my, tr- I found my true friends being myself and, like, my friends love me for being me. And, like, I feel like people are afraid to do that. I feel like people are afraid to let down their guard and to let people in because they're afraid that maybe they'll leave or they won't like them or they'll think something bad about them. And I had that fear. I had that really bad fear, and it was really bad for a really long time, but I finally was able to, like, let myself be myself and let people into my life. And it's so worth it because that's where you find your true friends. Your friends that will stay with you through the rest of your life are the ones that you can let your guard down around and who let their guard down around you. Yeah, there's this writer I really like, uh, something he wrote that he said, in order to uh, find love, we have to endure the mortifying ordeal of being known. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and this, you know, it's true that people can't love you if they don't know you. And she took a risk in this movie. She was risking that the prince would leave her and that the dream would die, right? But she knew she had to be herself and and let the cards fall. And he still loved her. Yeah. And he still loved her. And that's the important thing, I think, is to just... It's like, hey, to be yourself. And this has totally turned into, like, some sort of, like, motivational or whatever. But that's not that's not at all what it is. I mean, it's just facts. or just dropping straight facts. But that's why we love the movie, right? It, yes. It talks about these themes. You get to embrace yourself. I, think that, I, just, I just think that's important to be able to be yourself. Because if you can't be yourself, I feel like you bottle up all these things inside from like moments you want to be yourself but you hold back because you're afraid of that judgment and then you maybe that bottles up into anger or sadness and it leads you to make bad decisions or it leads you to blow up at someone you love or it just it just it's harder when you're trying to be something or someone that you're not it's easier to be yourself even if it's hard and even if it seems like no one is there for you or no one 
will help you. They will. You just have to be patient and have courage and be kind, like well, Cinderella says. Right, and that's what this movie, that's really the point of this movie, right? It's not that all your problems are going to go away when a handsome prince comes and rescues you. It's like, Don't hang in so. there. Like, continue to be kind. Continue to just believe in yourself and wade through the adversity, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not saying that you can't have your moments. Like, everyone has their moments where they're <laughs> lying on their floor, crying themselves to sleep. Like, everyone has those moments. And it's okay. Emotions are there for a reason. It's a healthy release. Just don't let yourself be consumed by those emotions. Don't let that absorb you and don't focus on that. Have your moment. Be sad. Eat a tub of ice cream. Whatever you do to get through it. Binge watch all 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Just... But then also, at the end of the day, remember that you are you and you will find someone someday who accepts you for that. And it's worth it to just wait. But in the meantime, have courage and be kind. This podcast is longer than normal, but that's okay, because it was a good movie, and one of our favorites. Definitely, obviously, like, a million out of ten. <laughs> Just, the bar is set so high. Yeah. Great movies, both. I liked, I liked them both. I, I liked live-action uh, versions so much more than I thought that I would. It was really good. It was amazing. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> you were it's right. good. I, I know. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.